This is Behind the Curtain of Country Music with Philip Gibbons. Now here's Philip with today's guest. Hi, is this Philip? It is. Hey, Philip, it's Susie. You mean like Susie Boggess, the country singer Susie Boggess? The country singer kind of girl. Yeah. <laughs> Susie, how are, how are you, girl? Thrilled? I was going to call you Philippe and get all like, you know, like, hey, let's just like pretend like we're like, you know, all cosmopolitan. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've been called Philippe several different things throughout my career. <laughs> how so, about, have you been called Puxatani Phil? Yes, I have. <laughs> believe it or have not. You really? <laughs> Actually, Philadelphia Phil. Uh, Punxsutawney oh, Phil. Man. That's great. Well, you know, with a last name like mine, you can imagine I have a lot of nicknames. Early on in your career, did anyone erroneously say Susie Bogus? Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, people would do it. Like, they would do it, like, sometimes to be funny. I went on Jay Leno's show, and he just could not, he couldn't quit. He just kept saying it over and over again, like, no, really, you know. And I, finally I said, you know, my brother's an attorney in Iowa. You know, he's really got it bad because <laughs> he's in the phone book. And it looks like, you know, Scott Bogus, attorney. You know, it's like Scott Bogus. Yeah, I'm going to hire a bogus a, attorney. A bogus attorney. <laughs> <laughs> Susie, we know that you're the real deal, and you're playing Crossville, the Palace Theater, on February 10th. Now, you've played some massive arenas throughout throughout your career. Tell me some of the advantages of playing a smaller venue like the Palace Theater. You know, <laughs> one of the things that I missed the most about doing the big places was the chat after the show. Yeah. You know, because a, a lot of times, you know, I've met people after the show who have fabulous stories that just mean so much to me. You know, they just make me feel so good after all these years. But also, they... In the years past, people have turned me on to great music, right. just in a chat after the show, and, you know, great songs and, and wonderful stuff that I want to listen to, you know, and I kind of missed that kind of accessibility when we did the big shows, because, mm-hmm. you know, you can't, you can't stay around and, you know, talk to 10,000 people. So, exactly. But you can stay, stay around and talk to 300 people, or, you know, or however <laughs> many end up staying after the show, and, uh, you know, I, I really love the vibe in this theater. We played Christmas show there, um, I guess, to the year before last, something like that. Right. And it's just, there's like forgiveness in the walls or something. I don't know how to explain <laughs> it. It just makes you sound so wonderful, you know. It's, it's like the best bathroom I ever sang in, you know. <laughs> <laughs> kind of intimate and homey, and you kind of get real personal with the audience. Yes, and, you, you know, you can see everyone. There's no bad seats. You know, it's just uh, it's just a really great vibe. And, and it's Valentine's weekend. So you betcha. You know you forgot, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, take a little road trip over to Crossville and take your sweetheart to a, a so I, you know, I do sing a lot of songs that are sort of leaving songs and, you know, uh, you know, troubled relationship songs. But sure. I also have some beautiful love songs oh. that could set the tone for a lovely night. <laughs> no doubt about it. No doubt about it. And I'm going to be honest with you about something. For a long time, I could not listen to Letting Go because we had a, you know, we have a couple of daughters. And I just couldn't listen to that song without like crying. And somebody said that has been listed as one of the saddest country songs ever. You made some <laughs> list, I think. 
It's a beautiful song. Yeah, it was. Yeah, <laughs> and it's you know it's not not so much that it's sad. It's just that it's so. Um, uh, it's you know, a, it, it happens to everybody. Either you leave home or you yes. have to let go of your child. And, <laughs> you know, when I initially was singing that song, I was singing it from the daughter's standpoint. Sure. You know, um, my husband wrote that about my mom and I. And um, so, you know, that was no big deal. But now my son has grown. You know, he's in college. And, and you know, now when I sing it, I'm the mom. And, I'm, <laughs> you know, it's like it's really made the song a lot deeper for me now. Well, you know, you've been doing this country music thing for a long time, since the 80s. Are, are you having as much fun today as you did, you know, back when you first started, or maybe the 90s? Kind of tell me where oh, you yeah. are today. Oh, heck yeah. I mean, you know, back then, you know, that, you know, it was all I could do to try to get somebody to listen to me. And now <laughs> it's like, you know, there are folks out there that follow me on Facebook, and, and you know, they just, every day I feel... Uh, motivated, you know, to write songs and to, you know, get out there on the road. And like I said, our son's in school now, so my husband's on the road with me. And we, sure. you know, we'd stop and smell the roses in the towns that we um, visit and stuff. And um, it just really makes it a lot of fun. You know, you've really been all over the road musically. You did a project with, with Chad Atkins, Ray Benson, Asleep at the Wheel. How yeah. Actually, some folk music. How would you describe your music? Do you consider yourself a mainstream country artist? Or musically, exactly, how would you put a description on that? Yeah, that's a, that's a really tough one because, um, you know, country has uh, kind of enveloped a lot of different styles. Right, you know? right. Um, especially, you know, the... The class that I graduated with, you know, is uh, so many of us um, having been influenced by many different things. I was influenced a lot by the singer-songwriters like James Taylor and Carole King and mm-hmm. those people like that, because that's what my sister was playing at our house, and I couldn't afford records, so I was listening to her. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it just, um, you know, and then I started playing the guitar, and that, I mean, the whole John Denver and all that kind of stuff um, was easy for me to pull off. So I had, it, you know, those people are also influenced by country music. So it's, mm-hmm. you know, I, I remember one... Um, one time I was out in Wyoming, and I was doing a, a whole week in this little tiny place. There's only 50 people in the town. So <laughs> the little tiny uh, bar that I was playing in. And while I was there, the ranchers around there um, would come in, and they would pick with me. And mm-hmm. I learned 15 Hank Williams songs. <laughs> wow! <laughs> in one week. So, you know, it was like, uh, I, you know, I've been getting the... Uh, the uh, sort of the uh, education through the years, and my dad was a huge country fan, so right. that's how I ended up doing the Merle Haggard project. Was that um, <laughs> you know when I got old enough to uh, drive, my dad let me drive his fishing car, you know, and it had yeah. eight tracks of Merle Haggard and <laughs> Buck Owens and just Ray Price, just all oh. these great you know, really classic country artist. So exactly. I kind of got my schooling through, you know, other people sort of yeah. passing, passing stuff down to me. Well, you know, if you're like me, you just like great music. You can call it country, traditional country. I, I don't really care what you call it. If it's a great song and it, I can relate to it, yeah. you know, it's just music. I love great music. 
Yeah, and you know, I think that's what drove me to Nashville was really the the songwriting here and the fact that um you know, because I came up from that singer songwriter attitude um and telling a story was mm-hmm. always really important to me and that, you know, the the Merle Haggards of the world that, you know, can sure. write a song that just absolutely cuts through to your heart and makes you think and makes you feel and uh, moves you, you know, that, mm-hmm. that was what I wanted. Well, tell me about Aces. What is this, the 25th anniversary of the platinum-selling album Aces? And you've gone back into the studio and redone that? Kind of bring us up to date on that project. Yeah. Well, the, uh, the guys that I tour with, you know, are amazing musicians, and... You know, it just kind of got to the place where we were doing so many songs off of that album because, um, you know, I was kind of reconnecting with a lot of fans from that time period um, that I just was like, wow, but you guys play these so cool. You have such a different take on them. And and like I was saying about letting go, it's like I was feeling the songs a little differently as well. And so we went back in and did a kind of an acoustic version of the album so that when people leave that are, you know, maybe new fans or didn't have the first album or whatever, mm-hmm. um, they take something home that's representative of the show. And it's not a live record or anything, but it, it just really, um, you know, it smacks of what they're going to see, which again, it's just mm-hmm. all good songs. They were, mm. there were only 10 songs on that album and every single one of them is just a really, really great song. I agree. Um, you know, I didn't get to write very many on that one because I, <laughs> I, I, I was uh, kept finding such good songs. I had to cancel my own out. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's an incredible project. Now, we're in the first quarter of 2017. What are your plans for this year? Just more of the same? Um, lots of travel. Yeah, this spring we're really, really busy. Um, you know, um, it's it's been great, honestly. It's the, you know, that, that's one of the one things uh, that hasn't really changed it, 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 as far as uh, especially country music, I think there's so many of us out on the road and playing shows because that's what we love to do. So right. it's, you know, you find a way to make it happen. Um, you know, I have a trio instead of the big uh, full-blown band. And, mm-hmm. you know, we just, we fly and we drive in vans. We do whatever <laughs> it takes to get us from one place to the other, you know, and and um, and I love doing it. So, and and it's kind of fun in a way. It's kind of kind of fun to show folks that you don't need a whole lot to get to pull off these songs and the guys who play with me are phenomenal i mean i I mean people after my shows always say oh my gosh those players (laughs) i've never seen anybody pick like that it's amazing so So, um so that's you know i'm I'm bragging about them sure Um, and hopefully they're not hearing this because they're going to ask for a raise So you don't need a half a dozen eighteen wheelers to make great music, and no, that's not a knock on anybody, but that does that. No, it's not. I mean, because I did that. You know? Sure, and, exactly. And, you know, that was fun too. But this is more fun for me. It's more of the way I came up. You know, I yeah. played a lot of coffee houses and a lot of ski resorts and all that kind of thing. So this, the, playing the small theaters for me, it's just more uh, spontaneous. You know, I don't. Nobody's telling me. Oh, don't forget, you have to go to the stage left where the blue spotlight comes up on you. I like just there to sure. entertain. You know, here's some great songs. Here's some really bad jokes. 
You have so <laughs> you have creative control. <laughs> yes, exactly. Are you playing the Opry anytime soon? Um, probably. I we you know, I don't always um slate it out real far in advance. Mm-hmm. It's such a fabulous thing about, you know, having you know, the they're just really great about it. You know, if I go, Hey, I'm gonna sure. be home, you know, yes. in three weeks, do you have a spot or whatever? So I I played just a couple of weeks ago and I'll probably play again, you know, sometime in early March or something like that. Or sure. sometimes I'll just call you and say, Hey, I see you got a date open sure. um, you know, in February and we just had somebody drop out or whatever. Can you come? Well, we so love it's pretty it's a pretty uh, loose, cool vibe at the at the Opry. No question about it. We'd love to have you play on February 25th. That night, I'll be co-hosting a, a portion of the Opry. It's Country Giant <laughs> Night at the Opry, and we're offering our listeners special ticket discounts. So who knows? Maybe you'll be on that show as well. That would be Maybe terrific. Maybe I will. <laughs> That sounds really fun. <laughs> the incredible Susie Boggess, everybody. She's playing the Palace Theater in Crossville next Friday, Friday, February 10th. And I think if time permits, you're planning on stopping by the studio next Friday on your way to Crossville. We sure are. We're looking forward to that. We did it last time on our way over, and you guys are so nice over there. Well, spoiling us rotten and <laughs> letting us sing on your station that... That just, you know, that's good old-fashioned country music. You can actually uh, pick and sing, and no, there's no tuners. Absolutely. You guys actually have microphones. <laughs> what you hear is what you get. <laughs> that's exactly right. Susie Boggess, everybody, thanks for your time. This has been Behind the Curtain of Country Music with Philip Gibbons. Each podcast will feature Philip interviewing industry giants. Listen again next week for more inside information. 